0: Hey, we do have the power. This is Roger, podcast with Roger, and today we have the pleasure of being joined by Tracy Jones, who is the CEO and founder of Rise Phoenix Rise. Are you there? I am. How are you today?
1: I'm really good, thank you.
0: I have known you, you correct me if I'm wrong, for around seven years, I think.
1: Yeah, that would be accurate.
0: And we first met on the trip to Virginia Beach for the peer support specialist training. Yep. I'll let you jump in if you want to say how you started in the peer support movement and how you founded Rise Phoenix Rise.
1: Sure, sure. So it started well before Rise Makes Rise. It started back in, I'd say, so I I have a lot of lived experience with mental health struggles. And I started going to a peer support group um, back in Virginia, um, in northern Virginia. I met Ann Gertler, who is the um, leader of that support group. So Ann um, found out about some... Funds available to start. This was back in like 2006, um, and she found out about some funds available to start a um, peer-run program. It, it was uh, funds being made available through the CSB in Northern Virginia. Uh, actually, it was all across uh, all across Virginia, and so she got together with me and Cynthia Dudley. And Phil Ross was the president of NAMI in Prince William County. And he encouraged us to get together and figure out what kind of peer-run program we wanted to start. And we decided on a drop-in center. So that's where Trillium Drop-In Center was born. And Trillium is still running today, and it's doing fantastic. And Cynthia is still the executive director of that. And we named it Trillium because Trillium is a three-petaled wildflower. And there were oh. three of us, and me, and Cynthia, and we were pretty wild.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So that's mm. still running very well. It's won very many awards because Cynthia is doing so well as the executive director and unfortunately has passed away, and I moved away for health reasons. Uh, she was older than us. She just passed away from old age I moved away for health reasons First to Virginia uh, uh, To Richmond area And then um, to Colorado But Mm -hmm. when I was in Richmond Is when I founded Rise Phoenix Rise And Rise Phoenix Rise was born Because when I was uh, Witnessing In my own life Animals were very beneficial To uh, My family My daughter and me in our recoveries. And so I wanted to extend that to my peers. So I combined peer support, which I learned with Anne and Cynthia and my experience in founding Trillium. Um, and I wanted to combine peer support with animal-assisted therapy. And I knew that both of them were evidence-based practices. And I just thought that marrying the two together would
0: be a magical combination and it has proven to be so right oh that's great so you did that yeah yeah you you did that and i was saying what you've told me in the over the years is that like myself some people either can't afford or don't have the space or the wherewithal to have their own pets so it worked for me that I could engage with your pets and the assigned therapy dogs when you were in Richmond. So, Correct.
1: So yeah. some people just can't, um, can't have their own pets or can't, right. can't engage with animals in their own homes, but mm-hmm. they can still benefit from right. the opportunities to have uh, the interaction.
0: hmm So what does it take for, I guess, both the pet owner and the pet or animal to be certified as a therapy animal? Um, Well, there's, are you talking about a therapy animal or
1: an emotional support animal? Oh,
0: right. That's different things. And, of course, there are the whatever Jesse is. That's another thing, right?
1: jesse is my service animal service because, animal yes because i am i'm legally blind and so jesse jesse is my guide dog because there's there's different designations for animals right. so um there's the service animal which is an animal that is trained to mitigate a disability for a person so there's physical disabilities psychiatric disabilities and mobility disabilities, um, physical disabilities. So an animal can be trained, and right now the ADA only recognizes dogs or ponies to be service animals.
0: Okay. Um, so
1: yeah, those, I... those, those animals are trained to mitigate a, dis- a diagnosed disability for a person. And they are one animal for one person. Or actually, mm. a person can have Two service animals, like if you have a mobility disability and a sensory disability, you can have two service animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible, um, but
0: so Jesse went to a school and was raised for for the purpose of being a service animal. Correct. correct, correct, you,
1: correct. Then there are um, therapy animals. Right, and those animals are trained. To um, like going to nursing homes or going to schools. They go into facilities or organizations and they are trained to be dealt with with one handler mm-hmm. to perform support for groups of people or individuals and they are trained as therapy dogs or therapy cats or whatever bed. Excuse me. So Pet partners, yeah. um contain right. any any animal? Uh, well, not any animal, but uh, more breeds more different animals than just dogs or ponies. Right, uh, and, and then
0: then there was emotional support animals. Then
1: there's emotional support animals, and emotional support animals are animals that are um, designated for one person to provide emotional support. Um, And you have to have a doctor or therapist or someone with a license to uh, write a note saying that you can have an emotional support animal. Now, only service animals have public access to other stores and public access to places where public are allowed to go. Right. Emotional support animals do have access to housing,
0: according oh, okay. to HUD. Huh.
1: Now, emotional support animals do not have access to go into stores.
0: Right. So this has been, I guess, mitigated or whatnot, because, as you remember, I had Molly, who I got certified online as an emotional support animal but she didn't have any specific training on basic dog or pet commands. Correct. And some places let her in with me and some places did not. And then, Correct. of course, the airlines had their issues where people were saying, like, a pet tarantula or an ostrich were su- emotional support really animals.
1: Really, the airlines have really, what's it called, um, buckled down Right. on what they allow on their airlines, and now you have to have a tsa um form filled out and it's really really uh hard to bring an animal on an your now
0: that's good to know i mean i haven't flown for personal reasons and then covid for quite a while maybe 10 years i think the last time was at my grandmother's funeral mm-hmm. which was a little roughly 10 years ago, but just this whole thing with emotional support animals and then angry, uh, customers and COVID. It was just, I'm, it's ridiculous. And I'm glad they kind of narrowed down the, the rules and regulations. I can't imagine. In a way
1: it's good, but in a way it's made it really hard for people like me who have legitimate service dogs and they've made
0: it a little bit
1: too stringent. Right. So they need to to balance it
0: out. Right, but were you ever on a plane where you saw some exotic animal being allowed on (laughs) for this? Not personally, no. Oh, good. I, I wouldn't want to see that. I'm not trying to be funny, but they just said, like, monkeys, poisonous snakes, all sorts of animals were getting allowed onto... Planes, mm-hmm. and I don't know how accurate that is. It could have been breaking news in the media, kind of exaggerated. But um, I think
1: it did happen. But I think that media made it seem like it was happening more than it really was. Right. It's like um, what you see on the news makes it seem like it's happening all the time, right? Because it's happening on your TV, and so that's what you're you're experiencing. Um, but I don't think it happened quite as often as it seemed like it was happening, because right. what you're seeing on TV and what you're bombarded with um, by what you're seeing on TV makes it seem like it's happening more often than what it really right. is. Right? Does that make right. sense?
0: Yeah. And with the twenty-four hour news cycle, one right. would see the same stories over and over again, and then so what have... your
1: brain is telling you is, "Oh right. my God, it's happening all the time." Right. It's probably
0: happening
1: one in like <clears throat> ten thousand yeah. experiences. Does so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Getting back to you and Rise Phoenix Rise. Um so you've you've obviously done interviews before and you've been promoting this on social media and it benefits and I personally witnessed that. I think one time we went to some radio station in Southside or something and did an interview with the real talk with Monica. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was just one of the... So how much does it matter whether the animal is specifically trained and by who or which organization versus just having a good pet that you get along with and have a connection with. So I guess we should get back to the brass tacks of things. What else would you like to share about either yourself or Rise Phoenix Rise? Maybe more of what happened or what you've done with it or what you plan to do with it?
1: Well, Rise, Venus, Rise. Um, well, we've moved to Colorado, and we're doing so many different things. Like right now, we're doing a book club. We're talking about a book um, called Dog Medicine, How My Dog Saved uh-huh. Me. We're about um, how people rescue dogs, but... A lot of times it's the animal that rescues right. us. Okay. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting um, little different perspective on things. And then what else are we doing? We're about to start Cat Chat in um, Loveland, which is something similar right. to the enrichment. So
0: that's another cat cafe.
1: Yeah, it's a cat cafe in Loveland, Colorado, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a little bit, uh, about half hour. Right. Um, so we're going to do that. Oh, it's something else we're doing. Um, we are um, we are targeting um, one of our populations. We're targeting is um, the blind community because there are there are organizations that help individuals with mental health and substance use struggles. But one population that is overlooked a lot are the blind Mm. community, that intersection of being blind and having struggles um, with your mental wellness because it's just a segment that's overlooked. Mm. So um, we have a peer sports specialist who's been trained here in Colorado uh blind. Uh-huh. Neat. And, so, and we have a program director who is blind, uh-huh. who helps us with grant writing, um, and I'm blind. Um, so that's just an interesting little spin on things.
0: Okay, that's good. Something I guess I may need clarification on. Can a service dog or animal trained for... Mobility or protection of a blind individual also be a, an emotional support animal.
1: Okay, so a service animal innately right is an animal, so they provide emotional
0: right. support. Right. Okay, that's an easy answer. So,
1: so Jesse is not trained as an emotional support animal. But let me tell you, and I guess that's
0: due to her intensive training from puppyhood to be a service dog for you, who are, as you said, legally blind. Correct. Um, And that's amazing. I mean, just the fact that dogs i guess specifically people with blindness don't have cats directing them or helping them in that but just the amazing things they can learn to do i don't remember where it was but i think it was online i saw a dog that was trained to recognize all of its toys by name and yeah. Oh, I saw that.
1: It was a bit...
0: And then he could go fetch the particular toy. It'd say, Where is Elmo? And he'd get Elmo. And yeah. I saw that. Yeah. That
1: was
0: incredible. And I appreciate you being on this thing called Podcast with Roger. You are the second guest. I had a co host for the first one when I was working out the technical difficulties, and she may come back. Um, but you are the first to be an official guest promoting a specific thing, talking about it, and I appreciate that. And maybe this...
1: Sure, and anyone that's interested in finding out right. more about us can just go to rise. PhoenixRise.com.
0: And you're on other social medias as well.
1: Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up Rise Phoenix Rise Inc. And and we have a YouTube channel, right. which has a couple of videos on it, which is just Rise Phoenix Rise Inc. Okay,
0: you are you on Twitter or Instagram?
1: I believe we are. I don't know the uh, right. links to those right. off the top of my
0: head. Uh,
1: but if you Google us, you can find. I've us. heard
0: TikTok is the next big thing. Are you on that yet?
1: I have no idea what
0: that oh, is. Oh, well, you might want to look into it. You're going to have to educate I me, I d- just don't even know. I mean, it's you do short videos of, like, dancing. I think it's only up to a minute long, but it's the big thing now, apparently. So we got to okay. stay current and stay the course. Yep. Again, I guess I already said it. Thank you for joining me, and... Yes, my pleasure. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. You know what the music means.